Christians have a relationship with God. Although he is judge, he is also our father. The fact that he is our father through faith in the atoning work of Jesus does not lessen our duty to live holy before him. Today on Drawing Near, we see the expectation of God regarding our holy living and the motivation behind it. I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 as we learn about redeemed living. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love toward us. We thank you for the way that you have made yourself known to us and your will, for clarifying, giving us detailed information about what it is to be your children and to live holy before you. Now, Father, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us wisdom and discernment as we study your word. We should never study your word lightly or listen to a study of your word lightly, but rather intently because you and your word are worthy of it. Guide and direct us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In our last study together, concerning verses 13 through 16 of 1 Peter chapter 1, we learn the importance of having a sober mind, a prepared mind, and resting our hope fully upon the grace that will be brought to us when Jesus Christ returns. We were told that as obedient children, we were not to conform ourselves to our former way of living while we were in darkness or ignorance, but rather we are to live holy lives in everything that we do because the one who called us is holy. Verse 17 says, And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. It is very important that we as Christians understand we are to have a healthy relationship with our Heavenly Father. In verse 17 it tells us, And if you call on the Father, talking about prayer, talking about calling on Him for salvation, for all of our needs, And if you call on the Father, the word if there means, and since you call on the Father. He's not saying if you call on the Father, maybe you will, maybe you won't. We as believers have called on the Father and continually call on the Father. So he's saying, and if you call on the Father, which you do, you need to do so with the understanding that he also judges according to each one's work without partiality. In other words, as we call on the Father, we need to recognize He is never separated at any time in any relationship from His righteousness and His holiness and His responsibility to judge each person's work. He is not going to treat the Jew more favorably than the Gentile, nor the Gentile more favorably than the Jew. We are saved, but we are saved to holy living, and that holy living is expected of the followers of Jesus Christ, because we know God as Father, and we also know Him as Judge. In fact, we knew Him as Judge before we were able to know Him as Father. It is the fact that we realized that we were in sin, and we were condemned in our sin before a righteous, holy God, a righteous, holy Judge, that led us, through the work of the Holy Spirit, in the gospel message, 
to trust in him as Father through faith in Jesus Christ. So as we call on God as our Heavenly Father, we should never forget that he is also judge. So as we call on the Father, we do so with the knowledge that he is judge who judges according to each person's work without partiality, without favoritism. Peter then says, based on this knowledge and understanding, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. When it says that we are to conduct ourselves throughout the time of our stay here in fear, it's not saying in fear of losing our salvation, but rather what it's saying is our thinking, our understanding needs to consider who God is, what he has done, and how he treats sin. A true Christian has a right understanding of who God is and behaves toward God appropriately. We have a great deal of love and respect, appreciation for his holiness and his righteousness. We come to him by faith because in his love, he has atoned for our sin through Jesus' death on the cross. He is the God who earlier in this passage has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. He is the one who keeps us by his power through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So we're not afraid that we are going to lose our salvation or that he is not going to keep us in Jesus Christ. Our fear is that we will let him down, that we will fail him, fail the one who in his grace and mercy has saved us, and fail the one who shows no partiality when he judges each person according to his works. And we need to understand that we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of those things done in the flesh, whether good or evil. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. So we want to have a full understanding of these things. It was sin that separated us from God when we were lost and dead in our sins and trespasses. We do not want to let sin affect our fellowship with God during the time of our stay here on earth. Verse 18 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. As we call on God as our Father with this healthy fear, we are also to do so with the knowledge that we were not redeemed with corruptible things. God didn't pay a cheap price for our redemption. That's important to understand. But rather, verse 19 says, we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish, and without spot. The price that was paid for our redemption, our redemption from sin, from our aimless conduct that we used to walk in, the price paid was a precious price, not a corruptible one, not one that fades like silver or gold, but a precious price the blood of Jesus, the righteous, holy, without spot, without blemish, Son of God. Verse 20, 
he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. In other words, it was always God's intention to send Jesus into the world to redeem lost sinners. So it was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest or revealed in these last times for you. Remember, the prophets longed to understand what was going to happen and when it was going to happen with regards to God's grace. But Jesus was revealed in these last times to those Peter is writing to and to us. And who are we? Verse 21 says, We are those who through Jesus, through him, believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. God redeemed us from our sinful way of living to a holy way of living. He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to shed his precious blood for our sins to redeem us. And through Jesus, we believe in God, the one who raised him from the dead, the one who gives him glory. And God has done this redemptive work so that our faith and hope are in God. We must not go back to our former way of living, to the sin that separated us from God in the first place. God saved us from sin. Why would we continue to wallow in sin? If we understand who God is and what he has done, if we are thankful for the salvation we have in Christ, then we embrace the holy life that we were called to. This is the message of the Holy Spirit through Peter in these first 21 verses. I encourage you to go back and read these 21 verses in their entirety to understand the full context, reviewing in your mind these things that God is revealing to us so that you have a complete and full understanding. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have made yourself known to us. You are judge of everyone, of all sin, and you are the Savior of those who trust in Jesus Christ. And as we trust in Jesus Christ, you become our Heavenly Father. You have done all these great and marvelous things to redeem us from our former sin. Jesus Christ paid for our sin in its entirety. We are without blame before you because of his atoning work. We thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you saved us from our sin. Help us, Father, to, in love for you, in honor of you, resist the temptation to sin and walk in holiness as you have called us to. Help us, Father, in our weakness. One day we will put on the incorruptible body that you have prepared for us. Until that time, Father, be patient with us and help us as we seek to persevere. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.